0: everyone, uh, I am so happy today in this second episode, the, the second uh, time that we shall talk. I am so grateful and happy they have tonight a uh, uh, beautiful friends who just met, but it was instantly uh, a connection and empathy since we saw each other. Uh, during the workshop with Muse R, the creative writing, and it's a pleasure. The Jasmine de la Viz stay, uh, stay uh, be with, here with me, and Jasmine is that person. there you can see that beautiful face. She's always smiling. and even the the platform we met through this soon meeting. Uh, you can feel her kindness. And that's one of the, the the things is make me uh, think we can keep going our friendship. And that's the reason today I invite her to talk and be part of my project, We Shall Talk. Jasmine is an, a poet and educator from Iran and she's now in malaysia and based in malaysia she has a bachelor in art and english language and literature so today we will be with amazing people who uh, girl who know the literature and books and so we will talk around that and i hope everybody have a good time and i would like to say Welcome, Jasmine de la Viz, to my Visual
1: Talk. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yanis, for having me. And hello, everyone. I'm super happy to be here. We, um, Although there is a massive time difference, it's nighttime in Canada and it's morning in Southeast Asia, where I am in Asia. But as Yanis said, I think at the end of the day, it's about the connection of hearts and the feelings are definitely mutual. Yanis, I, I felt your kindness. And also, even if it was just through an online platform, I felt an um, instant connection. And I thought, okay, Yanis is the type of person I want to carry on being friends with. <laughs> and when you suggested the idea of having uh, a series of um, myself and one of your episodes of series of conversations, I jumped at the idea. I thought, oh, yeah, fantastic. I would love to. So oh, yes, I'm super happy to be here.
0: Oh, it's, it's so much. It's true. It's, sometimes you don't need a. Uh to meet physical, the person, sometimes it's just energy and I feel that with you and with other people I met in this time, the pandemic time, through the platform the Zoom or the other meetings online and sometimes it's, wow, uh, it's amazing. One day when we we can meet physical and celebrate our long friendship (laughs) for that time and it will be nice. So, I will like my audience today. So I have the pressure to know you better because this program is more to talk about us as a creator, as a female, as a mother, and that's my all uh, main idea. So, I will start with a back question with you and is what was your favorite book as a child? That's that's a very
1: good question. As a child, I, I especially enjoyed English literature growing up because um, English was not my first language. Um, I gradually learned it, so I mainly learned it through reading books. And from early age, I was exposed to abridged and simplified versions of uh, Shakespeare's uh, works so one of the first books that I was familiarized with that helped me also fall in love with English literature was uh, The Midsummer Night's Dream by William Shakespeare there are fairies in it there's a princess there's a queen there's a king so there was nothing for for a young girl not to fall in love with (laughs) yes I would always I would always go back to that to that book in fact when I wanted to um expose my own son with literature the first book that I bought
0: for him was a simplified version of the Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. No, uh, that's I would like to ask you that because in the time we've spent together, and I saw so after we, I saw you are so avid and you read a lot, and you always have books to show. So uh, that's when uh, I said she has to be a desk girl like me, reading all the time <laughs> when we were <laughs> child, because yeah that's you you can feel that uh thank you so much uh, my second question is something more about immigration uh because you moved to the iran to malaysia so how was it's a general question i know but how was your first time as a immigrant in in that different country and what ch- challenges did you face
1: all the immigrants Oh, well, i love this question so much <laughs> Thank you. I, I could talk about it for hours and, have also, yeah. <laughs> and it's also one of those, those questions that i feel like every single time i want to ask another woman especially how they went through the, the, the experience how it changed them and also one of my passions is actually to be able to be there for other people who also immigrate and migrate and, and, and start a whole new life in a new land that is not theirs and it's not home. Yes. The instant feeling I can tell you, Yanis, was that when I left Iran, um, I realized that I am not home. This is not home. And no matter how many times you travel to places that you fall in love with, or even you live for a long time in a in a country that is not your, you know. Um, your your hometown or your motherland, Yes, the feeling of home just never e- is easy to access. So that was the first thing that I felt, and it really made me appreciate the meaning of having a land of your own, somewhere you can call home, somewhere where the culture is familiar, the language is familiar, the food is familiar, uh, you know, the traditions and everything. I remember sometimes, because when I first came to Malaysia, I was a student, um, and I and I was renting a room. So sometimes in my room, I'll be sitting, studying, writing, or reading, as you do. And I would hear the conversation outside the window on the streets. And every single time I could hear people talking in a language that was not mine, my heart would shrink a little, and I realized, yeah, I need I need to make it. I need to learn how to adapt. And I need to understand that this is not my home, but I have to try my level best to make it home. It's been 10 years. Mm. I've learned the language to a good degree, I would say. I think I have learned a bit of the culture, I hope. (laughs) And um, yeah, and um, so far so good, but it definitely was not very easy at the beginning, which I'm sure you share the same feeling as myself.
0: Yes, now um, the reason I ask that because uh, almost all the the female I invite and the people I invite because I will invite men to this program uh, mostly um, the people are uh, immigrants or immigrants so I know it's like uh, almost the same feeling but everyone have a different story and different uh, you know and I really love listening other people experience because that makes us uh, more connected. I, I think that's the, at least in that and listen the experience and learning because it's another uh, place now. And you. thank you so much, for Machada. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, I know that you have um, um, just in the, in the light of COVID, I love that, how you say that, in your, <laughs> in, your, in the life of COVID uh, and the pandemic, you found the, the person, Persona Poetry Association. Mm-hmm. And I would like to tell us about what it was your motivation and who are the people around you and your creative group. And yeah, tell me about this person persona poetry association and what do you do and
1: whatever you want to tell us <laughs> yes it, exactly in light of the of the <laughs> pandemic um sort of like i guess also searching for the light within the pandemic yeah the that's subject. the
0: reason i love that that's the uh, same thing <laughs> it was like a, exactly in the light yeah. these
1: programs uh born in that space yeah as well. so the, pandemic child (laughs) so so um, I I had the idea of um, creating a platform for especially females and also again with the same background if they are immigrants refugees if people um, especially uh, persons of color would like to have a platform to be able to express themselves better especially within you know this uncertain and difficult times for them to be able to find peace now this peace can be Peace of mind, peace of heart, they want to be able to, you know, uh, calm themselves down, to be able to write down their feelings. Because I believe, at its core, we study literature because it's supposed to uh, gift us empathy and understanding and also make us kind, as in, you know, that's, I, I guess, at the end of the day, the main reason why we're here, isn't it? Love. <laughs> so so I, I, I feel like also the same, the same situation uh, could, could happen and can be established through writing, creative writing. It creates a platform for us to be able to write down our feelings, share our feelings. So we hold um, workshops uh, where a group of like-minded people, judgment-free zone, can sit down and think about uh, their feelings, you know, swift through their feelings and write it down and share their ideas with each other. Uh, it mainly is for uh, aspiring writers and people who would like to learn to be able to uh, express themselves better mm. through writing. So I'm hoping that our circle keeps growing and yes. it becomes bigger and and it becomes more international as you said at the beginning of, of uh, our, our uh, meeting today as well because I feel like um, to have a community, mostly an international community, is what we're yes. after. Yes. Um, and, and I could see that through the workshops that we attended together and I found it so precious that people from different parts of the world, different time zones, different backgrounds can sit down and talk about the same thing. Yes. And it can, like what you said, Denise, I think it's very therapeutic and it also makes you feel like, oh, I'm not alone. This is a very universal experience. So why not share it with everyone else and see how they deal with it? Or maybe at least we can hold each other's hands. If if not much,
0: at least we can be there for each other to listen to each other. It's so, so yeah, beautiful. No, I I knew we had to talk about that because uh, the time we spent together in the in all the nights <laughs> in the workshop, yeah. the art, I realized we had many points of view very similar and connections. And one is that. Uh, connect peoples and building bridge. I I call myself, I can, I am a bridge because I always, always before the vegan uh, immigrants in Cuba, I always be like that, connect peoples and cultures and be around the other communities, not my own Cuban community. And here it's, I, I keep doing more because it's more possibility to do so. I am. Uh, so happy that you talk about that and of course your workshop would be amazing to open abroad <laughs> um, yes you. yes um, I would like because it's about you I would like you uh, tell me your experience about the benefits of creative writing and poetry is uh, really as we know is endless Is yeah can help in many ways Uh, or mental health and also or creativity is something everybody has to experience in one time in life so for you what what is your reason for writing creatively or writing poetry i know that question is like (laughs) but (laughs) don't worry (laughs) you can tell
1: i think I think um, immediately when you asked me the question, at least the first thing that came to my mind was to, to diarize my human experience, if that would be the best way to put it. Um, some days we feel super happy to be here, to be alive, to be able to make a difference. Some days we don't really feel so much though, and we, uh, and we just carry on and we pull through. So I feel like uh, writing poetry allows me to diarize the roller coaster of feelings that I can go back to, I can reflect. It will allow me to understand how I'm going through this experience. So I can better myself. I can better the people around me. I can maybe make a difference in someone else's life, even if it's a small one, just by them reading my words, thinking, oh, I had the idea, but I didn't have the voice. So at least i can read it through the words of this other person who has maybe gone through the same experiences for me it's very cathartic to to read poetry when i don't know where else to go i find a poem that speaks my heart and then i feel a connection and then i feel less lonely and i feel connected and i feel strong and it allows me to carry on so i'm hoping that someone would also read my words and think that so this is a common experience. I shall survive and, and everything will be all right.
0: Oh, that's beautiful, Jasmine. And mm-hmm. I have to tell to our audience, uh, your work is so beautiful. I have the privilege to be there and listen to your, uh, uh, the draft we do together in, in the workshop. And then see the throat. I, I don't have the books here, it's over there. And mm. And I, yeah, I, I know. I, I know. You received it already. <laughs> like so the news
1: so, I have to explain it twice.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. And see your word there. Yes, I recommend everybody. Please, I will left the share. Uh, I will left the the link uh, after. I will share that, and you can have to read the the poems. That jasmine
1: there is
0: for no? for uh, work. For, For peace.
1: For there's a short, short story, um a metal fiction um uh mini fiction and also I think four poems. Um, I'm not sure.
0: I'm not sure no it's okay but we will share that I can uh, like a lot yes <laughs> no it was it was amazing because uh, it's another opportunity to write on every night and and keep inspiring and keep all the week work of, around that so I really we have to do more workshops like that and keep inspired yes 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 um, so I'm I would like to ask again, uh, what is one thing that you love about your creative work when you create something
1: but this? Um, okay. I don't know how exactly to phrase this, but I, I sort of feel like there are these hidden parts to us that are, pushed back because of the everyday life and, you know, the rat race and everything else that we go through on a daily basis, just taking things off the checklist and the to-do list. So when I look back at my creative work and I see that, oh, there is the manifestation of the, this Jasmine and that Jasmine and this, this is like there's different, um, uh, I guess, dimensions to our characters that uh, only manifest itself through uh, creative work. And when I look back at that, I realize, well, sometimes it can take a really, you know, dark twist and I read back some of my poems and, and think, um, okay, <laughs> where did that come? Yeah. And sometimes it's, it can be so gentle and it can be so tranquil and, and you read it back, or you look at it back again and you think, oh, wow, that's, that's beautiful. I have that in me. So I guess to be able to get to know myself better will be my favorite thing about, um, did.
0: yes thank you so much to say that because hey, i i agree with that i agree when when you write it's like a um it's a revision of yourself all the time you look digging inside of yourself every day and, and that's amazing so as a mother
1: yeah
0: <laughs> how, <laughs> that's a big question now as a mother <laughs> because i had this problem <laughs> how mm-hmm. uh how you manage your self uh, care? <laughs> that's a big word now around the world, and exactly. we have to be aware with them. How you manage your self care as a mother and, and creative or artist or, or also educator as well? How you balance? What is your ticks?
1: you, you oh, can share okay, with us? That's okay. <laughs> I love that one as well. Um, because it's we don't really talk about it so much. I know that again, like what you said, Janice, beautifully, yes, it is the in Everyone talks about self-care, but there's no breakdown of it properly to know exactly <laughs> how to, you know, go about this. For me, I feel I feel like I knew that I wanted to be a mother and I was in love with the idea of motherhood. But we really do not understand like in a tangible way how much um, how demanding it can be <laughs> to be a mother because this little person that you have brought into the world does not know anyone else does not seek support from anyone else but you and then you have this separate you the separate idea of who you want to be who you are your own your own ideas your own dreams and your own goals and whatnot and then at some point you, you feel like these two clash for me that was the biggest challenge Yes. To, to have to compromise to that level to actually think that I need to put this aside for maybe a month, a two month or six month or a year even sometimes for some mothers mm. to be able to, you know, uh, be there for my child and then only would I be able to, you know carry on with everything else that is also part of my journey so to share the journey with that little person <laughs> I think would be the biggest, the biggest challenge and as an educator uh teaching is a work of heart because you you need to give yourself 150 percent of yourself to the job if you would just like to go and take in some uh learning objectives and do a bunch of assessments and get it done with i don't think that 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 would be what Mm. teaching is supposed to be you need to be there for these little souls as well who have big minds they have big ideas and aspirations and you need to be there for them and listen to them and especially for me the nature of the subject i teach literature is such that you get the creative ones you get the you get the ones that have a lot to say they are opinionated they want to be heard so that also has its own special demand. to to be able to give you a recipe of how to balance everything i think I think the, the best way to put it would be to say, uh, really, literally, to have a schedule mm. to, to, to turn off some, um, some points and then turn on the others. Like, for example, if I am being a mom at this stage, cooking, cleaning, taking care of my child, reading him stories and just like being a mom, 100%, just being there, I try not to think about anything else. So I try. <laughs> I'm not saying it's 100% possible, but I try. Fine. So I guess to find balance. If if I'm a teacher, I would try just to be that. If I'm a mother, I try just to be that. But when I'm in the zone, as one of my poems, a room of her own, mm-hmm. when I'm in the room of my own, as Virginia Woolf says it, I try not to let anything else come in because that is self-care. Yes. Your heart is with the with the people in your life and they are very important they are super important um in, in your happiness but also it's very important to have that time and space just to your, for yourself because what do they say you cannot pour out of an empty cup you have to take care of the cup first yes i love that that um
0: what uh in, how are you call what no uh, i in spanish <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> In, uh, the same
1: yeah, yeah, it's
0: like, yeah I, right yes I love that and it's true uh, I asked that question because myself I, I find that uh, very important to, to have that space for us to, to write to create or just recharge the the energy i love that word recharge yes recharge. i love recharge. <laughs> sometimes only do this program with you and, and now for me my spirit go out so uh up <laughs> so yes i i understand i love what you said and i highly recommend uh, the people read your poem the run uh, day by own. <laughs> that's beautiful Um, I have a a question about um, do you listen to music? I know you talk about music sometimes so I imagine you love music so do you like do you you listen to music while reading or, or writing and why and why
1: not? Um I guess it depends. Sometimes uh, I just like the sound of silence. Again, being a mother, (laughs) I (laughs) I just want it to be silent, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, depending on my mood, sometimes yes. But if not, um, I would listen to some relaxing music, especially instrumental piano pieces, where Mm -hmm. there's just like the sound of... Because the sound of piano is, is like, is a reminder to me of the sound of raindrops, and it's so yeah it's that I just love the harmony of it so yeah that, that is my go-to if I'm writing or if I'm reading but I also have my guilty pleasures because like being Persians <laughs> Iranians love you know dance music I know so, yeah <laughs> so if I'm not writing if I'm not reading if I'm listening to music it's definitely something that's going to make you want to dance <laughs> you don't want to just like, sit down and listen um, and I guess also my one of my favorite genres of music is Persian traditional music. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. It's, I love it's it's it sounds so um, authentic and it and, and just like goes through your soul and does things to you. I don't know how to explain. But yeah, Persian traditional music is will be the type of music that I would just sit down perhaps look out the window if i get a chance after the pandemic to look at a proper scenery perhaps to listen to that and to just think
0: about yes. the universe that's that's beautiful no i knew because uh i heard you sometimes so talk about music so i have that question there <laughs> um jasmine this is, a, this is a question i ask uh, almost all my my guests in this program is about what do you learn or unlearn in this time of the global pandemic i know we learn a lot <laughs> Oh, no yeah. or oh, learn
1: that's the reason i say unlearn yeah yeah exactly oh i love that as much, as, as much as as much as you you say learning is important especially uh unlearning a lot of things Uh, The the biggest thing for me, Yanis, was that I realized that I was taking lots of things for granted. I always put a label on myself that I'm an introvert, or maybe if I were to be a combination of an extrovert and an introvert, I'm more of the latter. So I don't really like going out. I don't really like to, you know, be outdoorsy. But after the pandemic, (laughs) I now have realized that, oh my god, I have actually taken all of that so much so for granted. And now, whenever I get a chance, I just want to go out. I want to go to the beach. I want to go to the jungle. I want to go for walks. I want to see my friends more often. I want to hug more people. And I want to really spread this this love and joy and passion as much as I can. So the one thing that I miss the most, and I feel like I, I came to appreciate more because of the pandemic, is human connection. I never realized that I was so much in need of it. And I and I respected it and appreciated it so much. So therefore, I guess also the, the fact that I've been able to connect with more friends online and do more things online, such as this beautiful uh, um, session that we are having together today, um, that was the part that I had to sort of unlearn that I thought that you can be 100% okay by yourself, but no, no. I realize that I'm a true seeker of human connection <laughs> and I would never take that for granted ever again. That's, that's beautiful you say that.
0: I, again, agree with you <laughs> because I have kind of the same experience. Uh, I have been like, oh, uh, I find my horn I love the home, like always. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, and I can be in my uh, ball myself for years in my shell I call my shell like a snail and yeah, yeah but we I realize in the others' hands I am a social people and I need connections I need to talk with people I need
1: yeah
0: uh, we need to see each other and hug because my Cuban side but yes yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah um it's, it's very nice that you say that thank you so much um, I would like to ask him. Uh, well, it's something as well I have been reflecting on all this time, and also I asked some of my guests as well. Uh, as a mother and educator and artist as well, uh, what message do you want to to convey to the new generation or or to the for a global community, because now we are in the global community, what message do you like to? Do you think, as a jasmine
1: human being, beautiful human being? Well, that's um, that's a big one. I know. <laughs> uh, I think um, I think that um, uh, with, the, with the with the with the changes in technology and the ever-changing you know online platforms and whatnot that you might not even know of that the young generation are delving deeper into like recently i found out that uh you know the younger generation gen z as an example really does not care so much about instagram and of course facebook let's mention history you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like now they are into Uh, Discord and all these other platforms where they can create their own little groups and chat with each other and whatnot. And I know that this growth in technology inevitably causes them to feel um, less of a connection to the world outside. And also another danger that comes with it is that uh, technology creates these um, um, dichotomies, like these dualities. Are you a cat person or a dog person? I've talked about this, I think, uh, a long time ago with some of my students as well. Or like, uh, you become a leftist or, 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 um, or the right wing kind of person. You become, um, it's either black or white, it's either this or that. And I, and, I, and I sometimes fear that they grow up with just this black and white understanding of the world around them. And especially combined with technology and how perpetual and consistent it is, and it constantly hammers it into their heads, I feel like the biggest message I and the biggest uh, request for me for the young generation would be for them to really uh, look past these blacks and whites, these dichotomies and these dualities, and the high and the low. Are you either this or that, you either this or that. I want them to actually be able to see the in between. The grey area, the grey area is what makes us human, the grey area allows for empathy, the grey area allows for this, for to, to sit down and to, to talk to each other and to lend a listening ear to someone who has something to say without having any pre-assumptions because they look a certain way or act a certain way or are from a certain place. One of our, I guess, uh, biggest issues uh, in the world today is the idea of being an immigrant, you are built to do a certain type of a task and if not building everything from ground zero is going to take such a long time so it only will be the second generation or the first generation after migrating will be able to really see the fruits of the parents' labor, labor but it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be so I want them to, to be kind to listen and to really think is this what I've been fed or is this what I think is this the way the world should be can it be better what can I do to make it better it can be very simple just to listen well thank you so much No it's so
0: beautiful what you say and yes I, I agree and I hope I hope I had the same hope like you uh, the new generations can be better than us, or better than all. <laughs> yeah, my daughter or, or your son can have a, a, a peaceful place because it's it's a very hard time now and and global time. They can yeah. everywhere, even here in Canada. We we say we are a, a, a very kind place, very kind. Sometimes. quiet place no it's not in, in those days they have been very very hard time uh, global um i would like to yes uh, that's a, a very nice reflection thank you so much yes <laughs> thank you um i would like almost to close because uh it will be i don't want to we can be all night talk about all day
1: because we have i have
0: so many questions but i don't want to be too long because then uh, we have to do a second program it's when i have a lift that. yes let stuff no i always say because i don't want to do the program for one hour or two hours because it's too much that people don't so i want to they want to come back for the next, <laughs> so we had to take a great conversation that. for the next, uh, next time. But I would like to close, uh, asking you uh, what books you read now. We will close and circular <laughs> <What> <laughs> books, uh, because the other day, in other meetings, we went to uh, grass.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for me, yes, we met. such a serendipity, Seriously. I in. Mean, and I and I saw you and I and for a second I had a deja vu. I thought what, what's happening? Where <laughs> am I? <laughs> and I yeah. that I'm so happy. Yeah, it was so beautiful. No, I, I am so
0: so happy that, that we met there in teen journal as well because that's another group that the creative mm-hmm. I love to always meet. It was so nice. I it was I like wanna go back. I definitely would wanna
1: go back to that group. It's a it's a small little uh but it feels, I can feel the connection and they are so joyful and very supportive and yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. When we were were looking at uh, one of the workshop members' works, I think if I'm not mistaken, and then we talked about, uh, it was was her story of someone that we guessed, perhaps from the uh, prologue or the first chapter that this was going to be dealing with, mental health issues and perhaps maybe even trauma and then we had a discussion about it. oh yeah definitely mm-hmm. I would love to recommend this this book um right now I am reading a collection of poetry by uh Gillian Clark mm-hmm. um yeah so, so uh that's like a, a combination of something I'm doing for my students and also at the same time you know I love poetry To mm-hmm. read more into it and whatnot but uh, if if I were really to recommend uh, that book according to you know the discussion we had previously, it's called Eleanor Oliphant. Okay. It's completely fine. By Gail um, Honeyman. Okay. I could maybe even like write. Yeah, yeah, then send me the uh, email. Um, that, can... that was one of the best uh, books that I've read. It was it was an easy read. It was not very complicated, mm. but at the same time, it dealt with very serious issues and had this beautiful narrative so I would definitely love to suggest Prefer no thank
0: you because it's, it's a recommendation by the teacher, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it will be good uh, our audience uh, have a, a background uh, what do you read now what do you read when uh, you were a kid and so that's I really cool. love close with it like around
1: the. the I of talking about books. I can talk about books for hours. Oh, <laughs> that's.
0: But next time we have to yeah. do a little bit more. Uh, more around the the books. I know you. That's the reason. I, I asked twice. <laughs> Listen, perfect. I will copy there. Okay, let me copy oh, now yeah. because after I close, uh-huh. I forgot. Okay, let me copy mm-hmm.
1: out. Well, like, um yeah, I do I do try to do a combination of different types of reading. Um, I try to read um, one fiction to you know keep me human, obviously. And then I also try to read uh, not fiction as much as possible, you know, the background of the of the author or like uh, and that sort of work. And I love reading poetry. And so this time around, because I've I've been preparing this work for my students, it was a blessing in disguise, that as would they say. Beating two birds with one stone. I ended up doing two in one, which is a <laughs> blessing. And, um, yeah, yeah. Some, of the, some of the books that I'm reading right now, especially if I were to talk about nonfiction, I'm reading... Oh, uh, I this, this uh, like Ted Hughes, The Unauthorized Life, Jonathan Bate. When I was doing my bachelor's degree, I was obsessed with Sylvia Plath.
0: Oh, really? um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) So that never gave me actually a proper chance to be able to also read about Sylvia Plath's husband, Ted Hughes. Hmm. But um, I've been been working on a collection of his poems, 15 poems, but then I realized that to be able to really understand the man behind the collection, I need to read more about the man. So I'm reading about Ted Hughes. And it's been a
0: journey. That's amazing. Yes. I, I, have, I love uh, I love Sylvia Plath. I have a I think I have a, the no, the last novel. Uh, it was uh, I don't know. It's another side. Uh, and yeah, I, I really love her and the poems and also the the life she had, It was really her life. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah, Something. <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> so, next time we have to have a, a section only to talk about definitely. what we read yes let's go to do that I really love we love to do with you uh, and also let's go to keep more projects together and about, uh, how about uh, how the times go now <laughs> and yeah definitely thank you so much Jasmine I, I don't know if you think uh, I forgot something that you want to really tell me or absolutely everything
1: has been fantastic yeah thank you. Really. Thank thank you. we talked about things that are so close to my heart we talked about oh. migration we talked about motherhood we talked about creativity we talked about the youth and the future very insightful oh. I
0: really thank you
1: thank
0: you it's okay it's absolutely awesome. everything All was right. amazing
1: really loved it i enjoyed my time what better way to spend your Saturday, well at least in the case of this morning. <laughs> yes, please. With another like-minded human being, a beautiful soul like oh, yourself, thank,
0: thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. See. Enjoy your your weekend and, and your time and with your beautiful family. And we will keep in touch. Yes, please. Oh, yes, definitely. Sure. <laughs> Take care. Thank you so much, dear friend. Okay. Thank you. Have Bye. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye.